Welcome back to Three Men Word Four. Wag one, wag one, wag one, <laughs> wag one, wag one full, one full, wag one full, wag one full. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for another edition of Three Men One Full. You're joining us this week for the I can't even speak. Joining us this week for the Helena Cell Review 2020. Um, before we get into it, we're going to go through some of the news. News. The news. I don't know any of it, so I'm just fucking listening. Jay, you're about <laughs> to get hit with some news bombs. Ash, we got. Well, unfortunately, on the day of recording, which is the 28th of uh, October, uh, legendary wrestler Tracy Snuffers has died. That is really sad. That's very it sad. How, how old? I believe 58, but I'll have a little look. Still so young. It's still, I mean, 58 still just so young. It is. Yeah, that's hardly anything, really. Apparently he has a reputation for being one of the hardest of the hardest wrestlers. Ever. Was in uh, From that generation. From that, well, yeah. He was a WCW tag champion, was in ECW as one of the FBI. That's another loss yeah. and another big blow to the wrestling world. Um Yes, yeah, sad news to start this off, isn't it? But um, well, again, I mean, rest in peace to, to Tracy Smothers. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, man. Hope he's found peace. Well, Ash, Jay, I've got some news. You're pregnant. I, mate, I wish. Imagine <laughs> the time off work I'd get. It'd be amazing. You've been pregnant for the last five years. I mean, yeah. Well, that's, that's being generous. Um, Six. All right. So the. COVID-19 situation, there's another outbreak in WWE at the Performance Centre. Again, uh, as of recording today, uh, F4W Online are reporting that uh, the outbreak at the Performance Centre in Orlando, Florida, uh, is probably going to cause certain changes to this week's Halloween Havoc special on NXT. So th- no names yeah, have been mentioned. I imagine that would probably be the case, actually, yeah. Of course it would be, yeah. But there's no names, so I suppose it'll be evident once we watch and we see who's missing. Um, in the news also, this week, it's been now documented that Marty Skull is officially done with Ring of Honor, or Ring of Honor is done with him. AEW incoming. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Marty is the... all elite. <laughs> Important. I'm not sure on the reasons, because I, I don't know, has this got anything to do with the... Speaking out movement? I, re- I reckon it has to be, because no, I heard anything else about it. No, there's not really an awful lot of information I can't find on this, but um, again, I'm not entirely sure if it is Why to do with... Why part of creative of Ring of Honor? Booker. He was, yeah, he was the head booker. So that'd be interesting to see why they've released him then, or, whether, or why he's gone of his own accord or whatever. It'd be interesting to... If it comes out within in the coming days or weeks or whatever, it'd be interesting to see why he's gone. Well, he was removed from the position back in August as the head booker. Um, 
but he was still with the company. So I don't know. Maybe it's a knock-on effect from the, the movement. But obviously, mm. I don't really want to speculate on that too much in, in case it isn't. But yeah, it's be interesting now to see then where Ring of Honor's heading. And then, you know, in turn, where Marty's going to be. I think, is it Delirious still the booker now? Or is uh, it, at least he's, I think he's gone back there. Deli- well, Delirious is pretty much one of the only... I think yeah, one of the only staples of Ring of Honor that's still there. I think he's been there since day one, isn't he? It feels like he's, it. I, he's been there a hell of a long time, I think, yeah. Very well could have been, yeah, yeah. What else is there? Is there any injuries that we can mention? Well, obviously there was a, a big injury this weekend, but we'll be covering that uh, in the Bound for Glory review. Uh, review. But, but Which, by the way, guys, is coming. Uh, obviously, Bound for Glory was the day before Hell in a Cell, but we're doing... The Helena Cell review first, because the only reason I think we're doing that is, I think the, the the only reason we're doing it that way is because me and Russ are leeching Ashley's um, WWE Network subscription. We can crack on with TNA after. Uh, speaking well, of, uh, speaking of, um, oh, can't call it TNA. Hang on, can't Impact call it TNA. Impact Wrestling, man. Oh, it'll always be TNA to me. <laughs> It's, it's not. It's nothing like TNA though. It's completely but they, different. But technically, they do use the TNA title. Moose, moose, no. But yeah, we'll get to Bound for Glory to review. We just haven't watched no. it all the way through yet. <laughs> so when we do, it'll be there. Yeah, I've got some non wrestling news. I thought I found out, which I found weird. Okay. Rick, and, Rick and Morty is not on Netflix America, but it is UK one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably to do with is it an American deals, show? Though. Yes. Yeah, well, it's on oh. Adult Swim. That's uh, that's well, that's interesting. Well, at least at least we've got it, I guess. I can't say I've ever seen an episode, but <laughs> there we go. I, I've never seen oh, it. It's very good. I found out. I just found out about it, and thinking, strange. Don't really think it'd be my thing, to be honest. It's just... It is very good, but yeah, I don't know if you would enjoy it or not. Speaking of Netflix, though, Beyond the Mat is on the UK version now. Yeah, watch yeah. it again. I saw that. I haven't watched it, but I saw it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I've never seen it, so I might have to jump on it at some point. It's the Dark Side of the Ring series I want to watch, really. So, um, yeah, actually, if, if you've got a Netflix, we can leech as well as the network. It's much appreciated. <laughs> Buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> so last week's episode, the top ten, um, not that we should really be pointing out anything that we got wrong, because we basically butchered every lyric of every song. Um, speak speak for Ash, yourself. Uh, Listen. No, we made it better. We actually, you know, <laughs> we made it better. Now, Ashley, you told us, and I agreed, but I'm going to pretend I didn't for the purpose of roasting you. But you told us that you thought Trish Stratus's theme was called I Is Down because of the lyrics and the part of the song, I Is Down. But it's not. It's I Get Down. And I found that out because I was listening to it on the Three Men, One Fool Top 10 playlist, which you can find on Spotify. So, what do you have to say about that then, yeah, Mug? I've never, really, um, I've never really noticed, to be honest. I didn't, I, didn't really, I didn't really know if it was one or the other. I just thought it was... Well, okay, if it was in Ashley's Top 10, so yeah. Ashley well, should have known this. I'm sorry I didn't mention... I, thought it was, um, I actually <laughs> thought it was I Am Down, to be honest. So it don't was... matter now, does it? I'm sorry I didn't mention X Factor. X Factor! You want to hear X Factor? Uncle Cracker, innit? 
Why do yeah. you want to go and look at me like that? I said, why do you go and look at me like that? I said, why do you go and look at me like that? I said, why do you go and look at me? I think he's stuck. Help him. <laughs> I don't think that's the lyrics either. <laughs> well, the fact they ca- me. <laughs> the, the fact they added a made X Factor over that fact, which is yeah. one of, which actually happened. Uh, it's fantastic editing, really. Wow. Any, anything else? I think that's pretty much it for the news. <laughs> so, well, at least as of where we are right now in the week, but come Bound for Glory review, who knows what will have happened. But until then, we may as well just get into a bit of Hell in a Cell, boys. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, a good idea. I've got a lot of shit to say about it, so we might as well get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on it after a little bit of a break. Break! Three men, one fall. Oh, here we go, now we're fucking hell in this hour. Right, you ready? Because I'm not. <laughs> right, we are back from a bit of a break. Um, we are going to be... Doing a bit of a break. We're going to be talking about a sale which happened on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. I think we'll just kick off with the uh, first match of the night, shall we? Forget... Yeah, well, Because for we, we didn't watch the pre-show, did we? No, I usually do, and I didn't this time. But the pre-show was Drew Gulak and our truth of twenty-four-seven title. Yeah, and let's just uh, leave it. Nah. Let's just leave it at that, shall nah. we? <laughs> well, he won. Well, our truth won. Like, like anyone cares. But the the proper match. That, oh come on! Well, there one there was one good thing I saw, which was uh, little Jimmy getting kicked. So. Oh poor little Jimmy! You better leave little Jimmy alone, Drew. But the first match of the night, properly, was Roman Reigns defending his Universal title against Jey Uso in the Hell in a Cell I Quit match. My match of the night, straight away, already, end of. So, see you later. We would be three men, one four. <laughs> catch you next time. <laughs> no, it What's was great. Uh... It was great, honestly. I mean, I think it was better than the first one there. It was fucking... I... You know what? They could have another ten matches... And I don't say this often, especially about WWE, with rematches, but they could have another five, another ten, and I'd still watch all of them. It, it, it's just, it's great. I, I don't, I don't, didn't think I'd say that about WWE, but I'm really enjoying that bit. It's, uh, it's very good. I think this match, obviously, then it was inside the cell itself. With her, I quit rules with i quit rules and the idea was that this was the, the video package again leading it to, into this was really good as well and because roman's been killing it on smackdown like that little promo where he wasn't raising his voice but he kind of put his arm around like it was sort of like a a hug but not really a hug and he's talking into the mic and you know the idea is that jay has to say i quit and then him his family his brother his wife his kids his children's children his children's children children they're all out of the family if they did, only if only if he didn't acknowledge that he's that Roman's the tribal chief. Well, no, because it wasn't even good enough this time, was it? He had to physically like ju- just quit. Like it's not just quitting the match; it was quitting the family. He kind of right. That's what I kind of got out of it, but because it wasn't really acknowledgement of the chief anymore, was it? It was literally just to get him to utter the words "I quit." Yeah, but the match but... followed a, a similar kind of. I, I thought for the most part it followed a similar kind of path as the first one. 
Yeah, it was similar, but there, I think there was a lot more theatrics involved in this one as well. Roman started crying near the end. And, oh, yeah, that was great. And um, obviously where he was like, oh, you know, you're still trying to test me. You're still trying to, you know. It was great. It was great, honestly. It was really good. And then obviously at the end, his uncle and his dad uh, gave him the little, what well, I don't know what it's actually called, but the little necklace, you know, to signify that he's, you know, Head of the table, if you like, yeah. Offering and seeker. It was they, great. It was great. It was. It was. It was really, really good. The match was basically built with every time Jay was going to get some offense in. Roman came back with the spear, and then he kind of talked to himself, like, "Why are you doing this? Just stay down. You're making me do this." Yeah. What you were saying about that crying, yeah, that got me, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good." But I was a bit worried at first. I'm not going to lie, because obviously Jimmy comes down. And it was almost a carbon copy of that first one. And he kind of like jumped out, like, you know, was over in the same way. And I was like, oh, surely not. Then I got more worried because it looked like the ref was going to call it. And I was like, oh, come on, please, let's not do this two years in a row. I know it wasn't a DQ, but we had this last year with Rollins and, and Fiend, didn't we? So let's, let's... Well, we had it the year before. What was the year before? When it was Strowman versus... Um... Roman, oh, of course, and then, and then Brock came out, smashed the door, beat everyone up, and then they ended the show. Of course, you know what was, I loved yeah. about this one as well. Not just this one, but just in general now is Roman's attitude. It just, it's so good, but it's also it makes me laugh, and that's what I want. It's the thing that made me laugh the most with this match was when, literally, like the ref's pretty much trying to call the match off, and the cell doors open. And he literally goes over to the cell door and goes, oh, no, no, you can close this. It's not even over yet. <laughs> he literally <laughs> slams the door. And that just, just the way he said it, that got, that actually, that really tickled me that. No, I just, I'm, I'm really loving Roman at the minute. He's just fucking yeah. great. His attitude is, is fucking great. Let's, let's give a shout out to the ref who took a hell of a bump over that top rope. Yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> Has anyone seen his, his kid um, cut a promo on Roman? Really? Yeah, the kid like obviously <laughs> the kid's obviously a huge wrestling fan, and he's wearing like his t-shirt with his dad on and stuff. It's like super cute. And then he's like, "Roman, I'm coming for you," or something like that. It's like you throw my dad over the ring and stuff like that. And it was it was so good. And it's just it's stuff like that. I just, you love it when like kids can get into it like that. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. wholesome, isn't it? Really. But yeah, the, the match was was amazing. Like I'm not saying um, I'm not taking anything away from it at all. Like like not even close to. But I was worried until it got to that point. But then it just it took a different turn, and it was that look. Come on, like whatever you've got going on, we can work this out. And Roman's crying, and it was like you like you knew that he you knew that the turn was going to come. Well, not the turn, yeah. but you knew he was still going to do it. But they did it in such a good way, and you know he locks it in, and that's what forces Jey Uso to say I quit, and then that's that's the match. And it's just like so. I guess they're out of the family. It's because it's do you know what was weird. The fact that Paul Heyman's there and you've rarely heard him. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that. You think, he, but he didn't you think, need to, though, you know. He didn't need to He didn't need to carry anything, you know. It was there. It, it was all there. He didn't, you know, it. he, he didn't even need to be out there and it would have been just as good. And I, I was going to say, I was going to something different. I did like the, I did laugh when Roman tried to throw the steps into the ring and it bounced off, <laughs> yeah. it bounced off the top <laughs> I wanted to cut a promo on the steel steps, but, yeah. I, t- I tell you what I like about with Heyman being the special counsel for Roman is that it's almost like he, for, for, for him and Lesnar, they came as a pair. 
Like you can't really like at this day and age, I don't really feel like you can have Lesnar without Heyman. Yeah. But Roman, one of the biggest criticisms for Roman, especially during the the face push that lasted an eternity that just wasn't working was that people just thought he was no good on the mic. You remember the match leading up to, um, or the build-up, sorry, leading up to the match with Cena at No yes. Mercy a few years ago. I remember that and one. Cena, yeah, and Cena cut that promo on him saying, look, look listen, you're going to be top in the, uh, you're going to be top of your game in this business. You need to learn how to cut a promo. And it was like, oof, okay, burn. But <laughs> let's be honest, with, and again, it does work because of the current climate and everything. You know, you they can turn the audio down of the, generated crowd noise and everything so you can hear Roman more clearly but it's their conversations that they're having to each other but you that, know, that, I match, think that's what's made it even yeah. more I've, I've been invested even more because it although it has although it, it hasn't seemed like it's been more of a story for me you know it hasn't seemed like a match as such yes it's been yeah. like a family feud if you like I think obviously they played that to their advantage because there's no real crowd. They can turn that mic up, and yeah, it's just good to hear the conversation. It's just if it weren't for that conversation, I don't think it would be half as good as it is. It didn't need tables. It didn't need big spots using the actual cell itself. Yeah, it was just absolutely. It it's was that just, emotion. Yeah, yeah. raw All it emotion was that. Was that yeah? As you said, it was that emotion, and that's what I think. That's what's making it so good as well because. I mean, as you said, I can't remember, it was a couple of episodes ago, of the um, the review we done. Clash of Champions. Clash of Champs, Clash of Champs yeah. Um, where it could lead to a Roman Rock Mania match. Yeah. It, I, I, I so hope it will. But you can't, you know, you can't tell if it's nothing, can you? I well, I mean, I've I, to be, I've got to be honest. I mean, it's credit. It's got to be credit where it's due. And Vince signs off on everything at the end of the day. Ultimately, it's always the performers. They're what's giving us the what we're seeing. Yeah. And how good it is is down to the the talent. But um, I fucking love Roman. Yeah. No, he's he's absolutely on fire. And who would have thought that? You know, all, all the people. And I was one of them to a degree, but purely for the sense that it just didn't feel like the Roman character when they were trying to push him as a face was working. He wasn't interested. Yeah, I never really liked him. But he since, wasn't really interested. since he's turned and he's flipped, he's been fucking great. It's like it's been like a complete U-turn. I know, yeah, and it's such a breath of fresh air. But it he's is. given this opportunity now to like to be more of himself. I, I think in a way, he feels more realistic. These forced promos, and I know it's scripted as well. The promos are heavily scripted with WWE, but it just feels like Roman. And I think it really helps being in there with his family because, yeah. You know, they're able to draw that out of each other because we're talking a lot about Roman here, but let's be, let's be completely honest. And I know we said this during Clash of Champions that, you know, no one really potentially thought that Jay Uso had that in him. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, but Jay I've Uso. I'm so surprised about, about him, to be honest, because he's got it. He's there. Oh, he's fantastic. And, and, he, and Jimmy, I know Jimmy can't do too much at the minute, and that's to no fault of his own, but Jimmy's playing his role perfectly as well. And when Jimmy yeah. comes back into this, I mean, I don't know. I am so excited to see where this goes. There is a theory that uh, Jimmy might turn heel on Jay. Ooh. I haven't re- to get back into the family? I haven't read into it, but I think that might be what it is. That could, that could be interesting. I want to see what Rikishi could do now, though. 
Yeah, well, Rikishi would be great. I mean, I'd like to see him do something, even if it's just a beatdown or something, you know. Because the thing is, I mean, if if Jimmy and Jay and then obviously Naomi and, um, you know, their kids and everybody else, if they're all out of the family, does that include Rikishi? And if so, he should get in on this. Does, like, how did Rikishi ever have, like, an injury to stop his career or did he just stop? Because I reckon, he, you know, he probably could still go. Um, I think it was more being older, getting older. Yeah. He had a match. But I mean, if he, if he was in this story and he had, like, a segment where either he had a, he got beaten down or he beat down Roman or something, I reckon he's still got that in him. Well, well, he could still take a bump, I reckon. The fact they featured Alpha and Seeker at the, at the end of the match, yeah. that probably is going to lead to something. I hope so. But I've just got one criticism, and it's the biggest criticism I've had for years with Roman, is change the damn music. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree. I thought they were. It doesn't... Change his damn music. It's still the, the shield, shield song. is long yeah. gone, man. Just change his damn music. It doesn't really fit with the tribal chief persona No, either. this is it. Like they could, it's, it's easy. Just change the damn music. If you know, if if you're making him this new thing, just get rid of that music. Give him something new that's gonna, you know, because that's the only thing that's tying him to his old fucking, you know, the shield and all that shit. Just change his music. Give him something fresh. Yeah, it does need to. I I completely agree with that. That do, it does need to go at some point, and hopefully it will soon. Do you think? But, but would they try like a tribal style or? That's what I was thinking. Probably like a Samoan tribal sort of... Some sort of hybrid, yeah. 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 Between that and maybe include elements of the S.H.I.E.L.D. song if you want to, but just not the S.H.I.E.L.D. song as it is right now. Because, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a weird one. It's had its day. It's run its course. Before everybody gives their rating, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, I'm moving away from the, the star rating. Okay, and I'm, gonna, I'm using a different system and it's new. I think it's new. Anyway, my system is what I'm going to do. I'm taking a leaf out of the PlayStation playbook, okay? Well, before you traitor and go to Xbox. Before I go to Xbox, you're absolutely right. I was literally right. just going to say that. How dare you use a trophy system <laughs> when you're being a dirty Xbox peasant? Big up that Game Pass. That's all I'm saying. Xbox Series X, I'll see you later. Um, now, I mean, if anyone out there is an Xbox game, has got nothing against it, but you're wrong. Listen, guys, you come, come join me. <laughs> We're all good. Um... Yeah, so what I'm going to do is uh, the the rating system is going to be platinum, gold, silver, bronze, and no trophy. No trophy. It's not to say oh the match was shit. Five not necessarily. G, 10 G, 50 it just G, means hundred G. <laughs> <laughs> it just means that it didn't do much for me. But so in terms of like, and obviously platinum's like the best. So Clash of Champions, I gave Jay and Roman the same as you guys did five stars. It would have been five stars here, but I'm giving it the platinum because it was fantastic. Oh, for me, it's a five out of five platinum trophy, hundred gamer score, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it four point seven five. It was close to being five star again, but there was a lot of time that was nothing happened. I know, I know for story reasons. I know for story reasons. Five star, I suppose. Yeah, I know for story reasons there was reasons for it, but I just was waiting for something to happen, and it took. I'm quite interested by that then. So you're saying that the one from Clash of Champions was better? Yes, but it was that close to being five-star again. 
Can't complain with that, really, I mean. Yeah, no, of course. I don't know what I'd say was better. That's that's difficult. I don't have to watch them both again, yeah. back to back. For, for me, it, this one was definitely more, because like I said, it had more it had more emotion into it and everything, so... It had more story, but uh, I felt like Clash of Champions was a bit more competitive. Yeah, I can, I can, I can understand where you're coming from with that, yeah. I think Clash of Champions was more... I was more surprised by with so many different things, like how good Roman was, how well it worked, how great Jay was. I was... Yeah, it was... Um, I mean, if we ever did an MVP, it would be Roman. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it takes a whole team of people to put a match together like that. Not just the talent in the ring, but Heyman played his part really well. Like the end, when Roman just kept going... And yeah. everyone's like, Paul, tell him to stop. He won't listen to me. And it's like, you know, he knew his he knew his role well. I yeah. am gonna say really quickly before we move on, one thing that made me laugh, other than the steel step thing, is every entrance with Roman Reigns coming down to the ring with Paul Heyman, Heyman is just fixated on Roman. He just stares at him with no expression. <laughs> He's just staring at him. And he does not take his eyes off of Roman at all. And well, I don't blame you, Paul, because well, he's a sexy I don't blame man. him. Let's Ugh. face it. If you was walking down the ring with him, would you would your eyes be fixed on anything else? That's what I'm going to say. Not a chance. <laughs> you can have well, all the women in the world look at Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Three men, one fall are here to tell you that Roman Reigns is our tribal chief. <laughs> he's a, he's a five out of five. <laughs> Platinum. Platinum. <laughs> right. Uh, next match of the night was Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Didn't watch it. Not interested in it. One out of five. End of. See you next time. You can't rate it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, well taking a, I'm taking a leaf out of Ashley's book. He's never played Skyrim, but he don't like it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen people play it. And it doesn't look that, it doesn't look good, mate. It's overrated. <laughs> God, don't oh, even. God, let's not go Ash, into that one. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, you give your thoughts on this match first, then, because um, I'm interested to hear what you think of this. Well, before you go off on one, I'll just... I know, I knew, I know. Like the build-up was something to do with like Jeff Hardy coming and like playing the guitar while Elias was like. I don't know whether that was they had a match because he stole his guitar or whatever. I've got no idea, but I know that well, has something to do with it. Well, the story is that a few months ago, when when they were both on SmackDown, uh, Elias got hit with a car that was alleged to be Jeff Hardy while drinking. Oh, I remember you telling me about that, actually. But it, it, but it's not, because it's Seamus, but they won't admit it's Seamus. And it's Jeff Hardy's innocent, but um, Elias still thinks he it was Jeff. Oh, right. Yeah. He, probably he's sending us bullshit. I just... Well, I don't know. Run us through the match, and I'll, I'll give my opinion at the end, I think. Well, all I remember is the DQ at the end. That's how, my, that's how memorable that match was, to <laughs> me. Um, actually, actually, there's one thing I remember. Jeff Hardy trying to get the crowd to clap when there's no crowd there. Yeah. <laughs> it does sort of, but they kind of, whether they, well, I guess they must have just I know it, I know it worked. edited him, but they sort of did it. You could see people on the screen clapping. But, yeah. Oh, fair play for him trying, but look, here's where I stand with this, all right? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of of, of this whole let's showcase and, and fucking... Um, I'm I'm tired of WWE glorifying Jeff Hardy's past. Yeah, let's yeah, stop I'll... turning this into fucking storylines. I'm I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. Right? I, I couldn't agree more. One of these days, Jeff Hardy, and I really hope he doesn't, 
And I hope, obviously, you know, but for, he is completely cleaned up now. But how many times have you heard Jeff Hardy's cleaned up and then something else happens? You know, I'm not knocking the guy. Everybody's got problems and demons and all this sort of stuff. And, and no one's going to know how he feels other than he does. You know, no, we don't walk in Jeff's shoes. So it's not up for us to judge him. But the point that I'm making is that one day, if something were to ever happen as a result of it, you know, because of drink driving or anything else, and, and something actually happened and something bad happened to Jeff because of it, like what? Are you supposed to like, this isn't going to age very well, is it? No. I just think it's really piss poor storytelling. It's piss poor. And and not even just for that, but the fact is like what you're saying, everyone knows it was Seamus. What, does Elias not watch the product? <laughs> no, he's been in hospital, hasn't he? Because he got run over. Oh, so he's in hospital. Well, so his fucking eyes fell out because we know WWE's got an obsession with that at the moment. Can everyone gets their eyes poked out of the minute? Yeah. Bloody, you know, the other night on Raw. Um, can't say too much about it now because we've got to get to a match in a bit. But you know, just what is it? Obsession with eyes? Look, I, I just don't. I, I don't like the story, and I just feel it's super unnecessary. Let's stop bringing his fucking past up. The guy wants to headline a WrestleMania by twenty twenty four. And then hopefully he can feel, you know, good enough to call it a day or at least, you know, wind himself down a bit. Um, I'm kind of glad that there was a spot where he kind of, he, he jumped, it was just before the DQ, where he jumped up on the turnbuckle and actually stood on the actual turnbuckle itself. Yeah, when he, it looked like he was going to swanton off onto the apron. That's it. And I'm yeah. really glad he didn't, because he doesn't need to do this. Well, but, remember when he did it against Shinsuke and missed? Oh, yeah, I know, but he doesn't need to do this to himself. I mean, this is part of the reason why uh, Matt Hardy wanted him to take the Brother Nero gimmick, which Matt said himself, because it would allow him to, you know, um, be more, well, spend less time having to throw his body around and hurt people. But it's because Jeff does it because he... Oh, that's that's ironic coming from Matt Hardy after what he's done. Well, no, of course, but I think Matt's probably looking at it from, you know, look, he's in AEW and he, he probably feels that responsibility of you know, help him put AEW on the map, which I, I understand it, but you've always got to be yeah. safe. And Jeff, I guess, just feels that, you know, people pay to see him do that stuff. And people do, but still, you know, let's. I'd rather he was alive and well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, yeah, I just, nah, it's not for me. And the DQ finish made no sense. Made It made, it just kind of made Jeff look a bit silly. So I didn't really get the finish. Um, yeah. I don't think they've even done a promo together saying I'm not. I did not run you over. It's it's weird. I, I'm just. It's no trophies, zero trophies, well, no gamer score. <laughs> I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal Jason's review. Uh, review of the match and he never watched it. I'm giving it one because <laughs> it was it was okay for what it was, but the DQ finish it's never been good. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, they're in there doing stuff that I I'm not doing. Like I'm not. Th- you know. They're wrestling each other at the end of the day, and it was for what it is. It's a perfectly fine, it's perfectly sound. You know, they have a match, but it's the storytelling. This is what I'm saying. I don't like with you know, it's not a very memorable match. Um, it is the second match on the card, and that's a tough spot to be in. But after a really good match, yeah. After such a yeah yeah exactly after a match like you got with Roman and Jay, um, but storytelling is very poor. I don't like it, and again, it's a DQ finish which WWE does all the time. So uh, nothing. Didn't do anything for me. Right. Next match of the night was Otis defending his Money in the Bank contract against The Miz. Uh, Otis was accompanied by Tucker and Miz was accompanied by a beardless John Morrison, which pissed me off. It's pissed you off that he doesn't have a beard? Yeah, because he looked better with a beard, Morrison. I mean, 
That's, Never really been a fan of Morrison, to be that's honest. That's a strange criticism. <laughs> hey, uh, Never really been a fan. Oh, Morrison's brilliant. Park or King? Never really been a fan of him, to be honest with you. Just... Yeah, so the Money in Bank contract was on the line because on the SmackDown before Hen and Cell, they did a wrestler's court with JBL as a judge. He only got bribed to say... I wouldn't fucking trust him to judge anything. Well, it should be none Undertaker being wrestler's court, but, uh, you know, Miss says that um, Otis has been uh, negligent with the briefcase, which is stupid, seeing as he has a whole year to choose when he wants to defend or when he wants to challenge the champion. I've got a lot to say about this. I didn't watch the match, but I've got a lot to say about it. I think most people that didn't watch it had a lot to say about it. Should we just go to the ending straight away? I mean, yeah, the, the biggest part of the match is the end, right? It's the finish. Yeah. Well, before you before you um, start going off on the end, then, I just want to say, right, now, obviously, it could change because, like I said, I didn't actually watch the match, but I saw the result. And my biggest, one of the biggest quotes of, of, this, of this show is the fact that why give him the briefcase and then take it off him? Because as soon as I saw that match was announced, I knew for a fact that he was losing that briefcase. It's not the first time that's so been if done. They've, if they've got no intention of plans to get him to cash it in, why fuck give it to him in the first place then? It felt like they forgot he had it. It's really it just seemed pointless to me. Like, why give it to him in the first place then? It's just, why bother? Well, they were push, They were kind of pushing him to be a new future star because he did the match with... Uh, Dolph Ziggler well not anymore obviously he had the match with Ziggler at Mania then he had Mandy Rose as a girlfriend the lucky bastard (laughs) and then he won money in the bank the month later and it's like they could actually be pushing someone new for once I don't yeah for a week (laughs) then it was like then it just was like he's got money in the bank but he's not defending it I don't I really just don't feel like Otis was ever being pushed to be a main event star he's he's, he was being pushed because he's popular on TV so yeah, I mean, and that's fine, but you know, why give him the why give him the briefcase? Why give why give it to him then? It's just for that moment. It's to send people home. That's what how I sort of look at it. But you know, he because the way he won the briefcase as well, it just sort of fell into his hands, didn't it? So it was it was yeah. different. Um, and you really you could have only used Otis for that mainly because Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio got thrown off the top of a building. But at least they're okay. Mind you, it, it knocked Alistair Black's entrance music out of him, which, by the way, should have been an honourable mention last week, but wasn't. <laughs> but, look, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I think the right person won. It's controversial, but I've, I've got to say... No, no, I'm, not, I'm not debating that the right person won. I mean, you know, I'm sure the Miss can do more with it, but... The thing that pisses me off is why give it him in the first place then if he's just going to set him up to lose it. I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to try and look at it from this this angle, like from everything that he, like for example, Ash said there, he's had he's had a really good year. Like he had his match with Ziggler at Mania, he won the girl, then he ends up kind of flukishly but still wins it in a you know comedic fashion, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. Like sky's the limit for this guy. Like everything's going right for him, and now all of a sudden everything's crashing down around him. You know, heavy machinery gets split up. Obviously, we we haven't got to the turn yet, but um, heavy machinery gets split up because Tucker's been drafted over the Raw. Um, uh, Otis is on SmackDown. Mandy gets drafted over the Raw because of the Miz. Like the Miz has wrecked this guy's life, and now the Miz takes his his briefcase. Yeah, all right. The execution's been a bit sloppy with the story, but it's that idea of like 
this guy's literally had it all and he's he's literally he's the working man and you know WWE does this from time to time they find someone who's like the everyday man and oh this is it you know big beer belly that's lovely that's great that's like when everyone says they wish they looked like Thor and then Thor was big you know in Endgame and it's like well now I do yeah. so you know it's it's one of those like I, I mean I just kind of I'm looking at it like now what's he going to do because he's literally lost everything like he's lost everything Mandy Rose his partner his briefcase. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he got buried now after that. Well, yeah, well, but this is the thing. perfect time know. to build him back up. This is, the, I think, this yeah, is where you rebuild. But they, I, bet they, I bet they don't know. I bet they just bury him now. We'll see. Well, we have to see what happens. I mean, long-term plan. You can never really tell what's a long-term plan and what isn't because things do change. And you hear the guys talk about it all the time, but things change on the change on the fly, don't they? But I don't think he's injured. I don't know if he's being suspended. I don't know if anything. It's just it felt weird. But like you said, the Miz winning's probably. A good thing because oh, i don't know if it felt weird though i mean i get i get what you think it but i think you, th- you might be reading into that too much i don't think there's anything behind well, the scenes i think the plan was to just whenever they made that plan which could have been on the night of the show for all we know but i mean i, I like if they if they do now do something without us because he's obviously let's just get to it now obviously he loses the match because well tucker whacks him over the head with the briefcase and turns on him yeah. So never never trust anyone called Tucker. So yeah, right. So his best friend in the whole world has just turned on him. Like, and what more yeah. can his what more can go wrong now in his life? Like he's lost it all. Yeah. What well, the funny thing is, apparently, because Tucker got drafted to Raw before Hell in a Cell, he's probably going to get drafted back to Smack. He's going to be back to SmackDown to feud with Otis. Yeah, because I don't know how they can do that now, unless they're just going to ignore the draft like they always do. But they, and they, they'll just they fight each the, other anyway. They did within the first week of the draft. <laughs> people on. I don't know why they bother even having that draft in the first place, to be honest. I mean, back in the day, it used to mean something, but it just seems to don't mean shit anymore. Yeah, well, everyone could just appear on any show, really, can't they? Yeah, especially when Survivor Series, once again, is going to be Raw vs. SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> and, talk, and brand supremacy and all that shit, that doesn't so matter. So what, what are we giving it, then, for a rating? One, again. <laughs> Again, I, I can't, I can't really say because I never actually saw the match. But just, just based just, on, just based just on the say result, one again. Just based on the result, it's one. And I'm being optimistic, and I might, it might be, you know, I might even be borderline naive. But I'm gonna, I've got to give benefit of the doubt. This is a perfect opportunity to completely repackage Otis, turn him into something new, make a star out of him or Tucker, whoever you want. The Miz as well. Never trust a Tucker. <laughs> the Miz as well. What? Um, you've got. Can I just say one thing? Tucker did a match on main event, taped on main event on Monday, and lost against uh, Humberto Carrillo. Oh, well, okay. Maybe he won't be the star then. <laughs> That's his first win all think, year, isn't it? I think it was Humberto, but I might be wrong. It was definitely someone who you would have thought a new heel would be. I mean, look, do you know what? Whatever they do with it, let's uh, let's see what they do with it, if anything at all. But the Miz, at least now, that's an interesting dynamic, um, which we'll need to come to later on in the night, and we'll come back to it, obviously, yeah. for later on. But, you know, the Miz has a good chance now as well, and I think the Miz deserves it. I think it's, I think it's deserved at least a world title run for the last five, well, since the, the, they did the brand split again when, in 2016. In 2016, and he had that, that moment on Talking Smack... Yeah, they should have capitalised on that right then because that was. It's just funny how it, sometimes it just takes a minute or just one thing for somebody to just all yeah. of a sudden just be like, "Whoa, 
you know, who's this guy? Like, he's been there all along. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. You know, I don't know. Uh, benefit of the doubt, I, I'm going to give it a silver. Just because they've crushed Otis. So if this is now the time where they start rebuilding him, then, you know, this could lead to something even better than what we've had. So I don't know. But it, whether they do or not, like Jay said, it, it, their track record is a bit shaky. So we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. Right, so after the match, there was a promo with Miz and Morrison basically saying how he's going to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase on any cha- any champion. So it could be Universal Champion, it could be WWE Champion. And then Tucker comes out and basically there's a generic promo about how um, everyone was like, talking about Otis, I'm not talking about Tucker. <laughs> this, this was funny, this promo. It's the way he was delivering it. I'm sorry, but this, this one took me out a little bit because it was like... This one just was scripted, wasn't it? Like, you could really tell. It's like, who do you think gave him the courage to ask out many roles? Me! Who did this? Me! Who did this? Yeah, Me. I after that. <laughs> I was like, God. It just sounded like they were... It, it was like edited together. It didn't sound like a real, like, person speaking. Do you think that's why they're probably not going to have uh, Tucker... We're in Tucker on the main event? Because of this promo? I don't know. Maybe. It wasn't a very good promo. Let's, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to do anyone down. I'm not doing anyone down. And honestly, that's not what it's about. And there's there's too much of that as it is. But I can't sit here and pretend that I love everything. You know, I'm not trying to be horrible to anybody. But it was for me. I did, it was a poor promo. You know, and, and maybe it was just an off night. Like we all have them. Mm. We all have bad days at the office. But um, it didn't really do much to sort of make me care about the. You know, him as a person. I was more interested when Otis came out and started laying into him. Yeah, the funny thing with that one, that moment was that they have a beat down, the referees run to get them, and I think they just stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, the promo is a zero out of five. <laughs> you rate a promo. I suppose you could. Yeah. Yeah, every, that's, let's do that now on. Every promo, backstage promo, we rate it. <laughs> God. No, nah, we won't do that. Right, next match of the night was Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell. I did watch this one. That's my round um, of applause, gentlemen. That is my round of applause. It wasn't bad. It was all right. I mean, there's a few good bits in it. It was all right. That was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you can't have seen a lot then. <laughs> Mate, no, that was absolutely phenomenal. That was match of the night. That's all right. Oh dear, oh dear. Match of the night, mate. What 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 didn't do it for you? It wasn't AEW. Don't know. It's alright. You know? It's it's pretty good. Well match of the night for me, it was pretty good. As I said, there was a good few spots in it and that, but There's some scary spots in it. I don't think it was like oh my fucking god, that was like the best match I've ever seen. I think the match they had at uh, NXT was better. I was about to ask that, actually. Do you think their takeover match was good? The, um... Yeah. Was it Brooklyn 2? Yeah. That that match was that match was better. That was, like, one of... That was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. To be honest. For sure. To be like, honest. It was in the top three for me. But, yeah, this one was okay. I mean, it was all right. And, well, it wasn't a bad match by any means. To be honest, but, I... Know, there's I, a few good spots in it and that. I think that the... That original one from Brooklyn... Again, they're two different beasts, aren't they? Because that was like the one that showcased, look, 
women's wrestling isn't just bra and panties and bloody pillow fights and whatever else. Like, they can have a really good stellar match. That's what that showed everybody. This one's then moved on, like, you know, they've been through a lot more now. Been on the main roster together, both been healed, both been faced, and now they've flipped the uh, face and heel dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Banks obviously winning the match means that she's now Grand Slam champion. I don't know, man. I, I'd, uh, In a way, I kind of feel like this was the better match. Like, in ring, I feel like this was the better match. Emotion, but that's... I mean, because it's kind of unfair, really, because how could... You couldn't really have that much live emotion, you know, on the account of not having an audience for this one, like you did for Brooklyn. Of all the matches that were at Hell in a Cell, this felt like it needed to be in Hell in a Cell, because it's been a long long feud. The matches... I mean, the spots, like Jay was saying, um, there were some really scary ones, but Sasha... I don't know what it is with Sasha. Like, she bumps and it's... I mean, I genuinely feel like she's really hurting herself, which I guess... Yeah. Hopefully she's not, but I, I suppose that's a good thing. That's, I mean, that's kind of the point of it. That's but. one of the reasons she's one of my favourites, because she can bump like a maniac. Um, Did you... So do you both see that sunset flip? When... Uh, I can't remember who set it up, but the chair was set up in the turnbuckle, and Bailey did that sunset mm. flip over Sasha, and then and the back of her head went into it. Yeah. Oof. And then kendo sticks, because that, that almost didn't work out. When she taped it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. I mean, she couldn't well, get the bloody tape open at first. Yeah, because she was like, can you help me out with this, Ref? And Ref, <laughs> yeah, Ref was like, I'm not helping you out. What are you doing? Yeah, and then there was obviously the kendo sticks in between the... Um, the ring post. The the cell yeah. and the the, the the steps. and What, the... Um, when she... What's the, what is the move called? Slingshot. Slingshot, yeah. That was good. That was it. That's something new. Yeah, like, there, there was there was a lot of good. There was a lot of of good um, good bits in it. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of good good moments. But I think from a wrestling match standpoint, the NXT one was better. Oh, so I'm not shitting on the match. It was a great match, but I don't think it was. As good as the NXT one, by any means. Uh, I think it's difficult to compare them. They're two different matches, but they're they're both two different people now, really. I think, for me, I I, I don't know. It's it's difficult. I'd have loved to have seen that in front of a crowd, but obviously I'd love to see any of these matches in front of a crowd. Well, but, this is it, yeah. I mean, it'd have been great. Can you imagine like the the sort of reaction the crowd would give, with the, especially with this Roman stuff as well going on? It'd be. It'd be fucking great. Well, they're cheering. <laughs> yeah. That's what will finally happen. He's going to get cheered. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there are... It's a long time coming. There's only one thing about this match I didn't like. Only one. And it wasn't Bailey, And it wasn't Sasha. It's Michael fucking Cole. <laughs> oh, please. Don't even get me fucking started. Now, on it, like, let, I'm going to... You know, I'm not hating on Michael Cole. He's been the voice now of WWE for years. For right or wrong, for better or worse. Yada, yeah, yada, it seems yada. like the older he's got, though, the more annoying he's got. It's not all his fault. you got to remember, Vince is in his ear. He's basically regurgitating everything Vince wants him to say, and I get it. But there are two and things... Graves as well. Like, they just... Just both of them together make my fucking teeth itch. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like that commentary. Their voices piss me off. Graves was great actually like, was in NXT. Really, that's the, I was watching the matches, obviously where they was commentating, and it was it was putting me off because their fucking voices are so annoying. 
it was really fucking pissing me off. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy the matches. Mm. But it, it's Michael Cole's. He does it every time Sasha Banks comes out. It's boss time. I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> stop saying that's, it. It's so cringe. I don't like it. I, I just uh, together the WWE commentary as a whole is it can be difficult to listen to a lot of times because they're just regurgitating again the voice of one person. So you know they can do their best to put their own twists and spins on it. But if Vince doesn't like it, they ain't going to carry on doing it. But I tell you what, he he, he did uh, he, he did make one call that made me fucking laugh. Right when Bailey was struggling with the tape and she had to like you know she was biting into it to get it to you know to get the tape out. He called it like she was some sort of monster. He went, Bailey just used her teeth. <laughs> like that's an irregular thing to do when you're trying to open tape. <laughs> like we've all bloody used tape to. No, that was it. It's because like to rip it off because she couldn't like rip it, so she had to use her teeth and bite into it to like obviously rip the tape off from the roll. And he's like, Bailey just used her teeth, and it's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Everyone does that. <laughs> I would like to know what they were going to do with that kendo stick. I think Cole now, like you said, it's not it's all his fault, you know, he's got Vince in his ear, but I think he's just really trying way too fucking hard. He's, he's got a job to do at the end of the day. I, I can't hate on him completely, but it does take you out of the match sometimes. When the commentary is bad, it does take you out. Can I mention one good thing about uh, with to do with Michael Cole? It's in the promo package before the match where he's like, Bailey has now been champion for 200 and Bailey goes, shut up, Cole. <laughs> I don't know why they kept that in a promo, but yeah, fair enough. I don't know. That, uh, but that promo package, by the way, was amazing. It was. That was really good. Emotion. It was the emotion yeah, again in this match. It was good. That, that, also, yeah, that, 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 that promo package was, it was really good. What this match had going for it that Brooklyn didn't was there's more history now behind the two. You can include because you can look back on that Brooklyn oh, yeah. match and be like, "Oh my god!" And they've come all the way here. Um, now, nah, I look. I'll, well, I'm going to give it platinum, like you know, like that even really matters at this stage. Just what what a just what an amazing match! Like that's how it's done. That was that was a statement of follow that. And to be honest with you, spoiler alert, nothing did. I like the finish as well with the bank statement in a chair. Yeah. That was, that was all right. That chair that was just very um, conveniently placed right next to the cell door. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That because she gets kicked out. The chair gets kicked out at the beginning because for some reason the Helen herself had to come down for this one, but not for the other two. Just yeah. for that mo- just for that moment. Wow, it's just what it is, isn't it? I I will say Boy. one more thing actually. Um, drinking game. If anyone out there wants to play a drinking game, watch this match and take a drink every time Sasha Banks hits a meteora. Every single time she hits a meteor in this match, because I swear to you, she hits about 200. It it's about 200 it of them. It was I so like the many. One... But they utilise a yeah. cell a lot in this match. A lot. Yeah, I like the one where Bailey had, was stuck in between that and a, a cell on a table, and then she did a meteor. That was yeah. good. Um, rating, four and a half. Oh, so not as good as the Roman J? No. Oh. So was Roman J your match of the night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've just got to go for this one. But again, I'm just yeah, so P- happy. PS Five boys teaming up again. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so happy seeing like th- this is what women's wrestling. Is. Never mind women's wrestling. This is what wrestling is. This is what pro wrestling is all about: story, emotion, putting on a hell of a match. Um, 
And, you know, it's between two best friends, really, at the end of the day, isn't it? And yeah. it always yeah. works really well. Well, usually works really well. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, know, I did, I did I like the it. match. I did like the match. Um, you know, like I said, there was a few good spots in it. And, you know, it was was, it was decent. Um, I'll probably give it half a star. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, though, I'll probably give it, I don't know, 375, maybe a four if I'm generous. Be generous, oh, you man. bastard. <laughs> right, let's get to this fucking shit show next then. Well, Hurt Business, early in the day, Retribution challenged anyone from Hurt Business. Then backstage, Hurt Business accepted the challenge. I didn't really like that promo because. I saw it, yeah. Because it was like. Because it, it was it uh, Cedric that said we'll face the guy with the, the silly mask, and I'm thinking, yeah. are they all silly yeah. masks? Yeah, that I, I was. Oh, what, mate, that I was the that point. He said it. Yeah, that was the point. Because then they they obviously look at him and go, which one? Like that yeah. was the. I think that was the point, mate. But I thought that was quite funny, and they were perfectly in sync. But yeah, it was Bobby Lashley against Slapjack. Who? Fucking uh, Slapjack. It was Shane Fawn, if you want to go by, yeah. And it was for last year's US Championship, which I completely forgot happened in the match. I actually really like that belt. Like, I don't know how long it's been like that for, but obviously because I haven't watched WWE. But that, that, new, that new belt is a really nice belt. It's a couple of months now, i say. Probably the only good thing about the match is that it's a really nice looking belt. Well, the best thing about the match is it was short. I don't even what know would, what to say. I don't. Would have been better if it didn't go on. I try. I try not to be negative, but fucking hell, man! Worst match of the night. Slapjack. What the fuck's a slapjack? What is a slapjack? Isn't it a a loaded um sock? I'm gonna look it up now. I'm uh, gonna look it up so we can at least see what it is. A loaded what? A loaded sock. I'm sure there was a move by like Conan and. Um... So you're telling me oh, that Shane Thorne right actually. Has been named after a sock with something in it. A sock with like snooker balls in it. Yeah, something like that. Could be worse. Oh, get out! No, 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 no. Oh, it says on here the first result on Google. It says slapjack, also known as slaps, is a single standard deck card game generally played among children. It can often be a child's first introduction to playing cards. The game is a cross between. Beggar my neighbour and Egyptian rats grew is also sometimes known as heart attack. So it's a card game, pretty much. Aces and eights, then, this is. So, yeah, Slapjack is a card game. They've, they, they've named him after a card game. But I, sw- I swear someone has used the move, has used like a loaded sock, or they call it Slapjack. I swear that's happened as well. I think so. I think you're right there as well. Let me have a look on the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Oh, hang on. But I've just gone on the Urban Dictionary and I've put in a slapjack and it says a slapjack is the art of ejaculating on one's hand and then slapping another person in the face. <laughs> Fucking hell. I thought, I, thought, I thought that was a posh wank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To be honest with you, you'd be better off doing that at this point. Look, uh, I don't know. Are the Hurt Business really heel? Not when they... At this point. I thought they were Well, they fans. are when they face Retribution. Oh, are they not <laughs> just face we, at this point? We have been point? through this, and my eyes are... Are they not oh, just a no. face my now? Eyes are, Come on. My eyes are getting back to normal now, so leave me alone. I actually... I think the Hurt Business is a good faction. I actually like them. And they're going up against a heel faction, so should I not cheer for them? I don't understand. 
Oh, let's not get into even that, the yeah. promo. <laughs> even the promo was like, "Oh, look, we've all talked about this together." And Bobby's a CEO, but he leads from the front, so he's going to go in there. That's a very face move. Are they? Not, they? They must be the faces. And uh, look, Shane Thorne, Slapjack, whatever. What? I mean, was he having a fucking uh, epileptic fit before he got in the ring? Like, what was he doing? He was just gyrating all over the place. Like, what was happening? What was it wasn't happening? Good, was it? Let, let's just put let's just put it out there. It was it just good. it was weird. And Bobby looked great. Slapjack looked stupid. I'm sorry, but Bobby stood in the ring like an absolute monster with his belt as the champion, looking like a champion, looking like a face champion. Slapjack's just. I think he'd look more of a champion if he had air. Slapjack's just glitching out on the bloody on the on the ring apron. He's just like moving about. Like, what are you doing? Like he looks it's like me when I'm waiting like for pizza created, to get delivered. It's literally like you've created the match on fucking 2K20. Was it was just that. weird. Are you just about to start it? <laughs> and I, I, I just I don't understand it and I don't get it. And and then Slapjack lost anyway. And it, just as the rest of Retribution were coming in, which would have been a DQ. So I don't. Uh, whatever. No trophy. Half a star. I'm gonna give it. As, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it half a star. If I mean, if I could, I'd give it zero stars. But. It was one of those just. It's one of those matches. Yeah. <laughs> one of those matches I wish I was asleep for. <laughs> God, honestly, I just don't. And I can don't I, get it. Can I talk about their match? The match they had on Raw the next night. Yeah, please do, because this doesn't yeah, make sense means, either. Yeah. They did a eight-man elimination tag between all the male members of Retribution and her business. Get, okay. Guess he won. I mean, that would have probably been the better match to have on the pay per view, to be honest. But guess he won? Hurt Business. Yes, by DQ. So that means Retribution are 0 for 4 since they had matches. They've won zero matches, <laughs> another bloody DQ. I don't like oh being negative. Dear, oh I dear. wanted to like Retribution, but they're making it I so did. difficult. Or I at least want to, because obviously when they first come in, they had this, you know, sort of mysterious aura about them. You didn't know what they were about. And then obviously they fuck up by... Oh, we're not signing contracts. We don't give a shit. Oh, but no, we're going to sign contracts anyway. And then it just goes downhill. Well, well just, just to change that, actually, because that's not really quite accurate. Like, when I say that I, I want to like Retribution, like, I mean as in, like, I want to like the anger. Like, I want to be interested in Retribution. Like, if they're meant to be heels, then let me, you know, give me something to cling on to to go, right, oh, yeah, they really are heels. Because at the minute, I, I'm not seeing it. They're just a bunch of, like... Because they're not NXT, guys. We've just scrapped all of that, I guess. And I don't know. I just I don't understand it. Like, I, I don't really get it. But it's not they dead were... in the water. They can still do something with it. Everybody thought Fiend was dead in the water after he got, you know, that rubbish Hell in a Cell match last year. And then, you know, not capturing the title here. They're everywhere. And look, he, he's managed to salvage it. Hopefully they can still salvage this. But at the moment, it kind of lo- even with the logo and everything, it looks like a poor man's NWO. Well, so. yeah, I mean they fu- they fucked it. I mean it's not their fault. It's it's not it's not beyond the realm. It, it can still be saved. Well, it could still be saved. It can be any anything can still be saved, but it's not well, a very promising start, is it? Well, at the minute, straight out of the gates. Well, they started off Nexus and now they're Job Squad. <laughs> yeah, BWO nearly. Mm. Well, BWO won matches actually. So, well, they. That's exactly that's exactly true actually. So I mean they're they're actually worse than the BWO at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well well we're now on to the main event of the evening, which was Oh, I've got a lot of shit to say about this and all. Well, it's <laughs> Drew McIntyre defending the WWE championship against Randy Orton in a hell in a cell. 
Well, I didn't like the fact that Orton had to be disguised to beat up Drew at the beginning. Yeah, that was a bit strange, really. But it was an okay match. It's the weakest of the bunch of the night. Orton winning. I'm okay okay with it, but how long is he going to hold it for? Right, can I just get it out there now then, right? Because I can't hold it in no more. Right, I've got a lot of criticism with this, right? So, first one, right? Orton starts climbing up, come to the top of the cage, come to the top of the cage. Oh my God, they're fighting on the top of the cage. They basically do fuck all on the top of it. I know, I know, I know, I know it was set up for a, a bump off or an announce table, but they basically get up there, do shit, and then do a half-assed fucking half-cell bump off a, a table, which I thought weren't, it didn't even look that good anyway. So that was pointless. And then the finish, right? Not a bad finish. I mean, now, let's just go back a bit, okay? So we've got McIntyre, right? Build him up, build him up, build him up, right? Mania beats Lesnar, like beats the, the, the top ruthless fucking son of a bitch. So now he's like, he's over, right? He's shot to the moon. He's beat Lesnar. Took the title off Lesnar at Mania. Couple of months later, oh, you know what? Now he can lose it to Wharton. Oh, there was 202 days from winning the title, but not that matters. But why, like, what did Orton have to gain, possibly gain, from going over? Nothing. He had nothing to gain from winning that match. Nothing if at all. If he'd won one of the matches previous... So why bother? If he'd won one of the matches previous matches, like, say, like, SummerSlam or whatever, and then Drew won it again at Clash, maybe it would have been better, but... But can you say anything, though? Can you honestly say that Orton had anything to gain from winning that title? He's probably been the best heel for the whole year, but... But did he need that title, though? Probably not. But I would have given it... I probably would have given it him eventually, but not, not now. That's what I mean. Let McIntyre have a little bit of a run, you know? Let him keep it for a bit longer. Let him do more stuff. Let him do what he can. And especially Why cut with, it short? Why cut it short? You know, what is the reason? That's what I want to know. Why? Especially when, it's not like he's been a bad champion. Well, it's been overprotected, I, I feel. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I can say I rec- that, but it's not like he's been a bad champion. So, uh... And now yeah. the Xbox now, now the Xbox peasant's going to tell us why Orton should have took it. Xbox wanker. I, uh, I've got to say, look, I think Orton was the right person to win. Why? <laughs> I've got to be honest. Um, first of all, though, just about that spot... I, want, um, I just want one good reason why you think Orton <laughs> had more to gain from winning that match and taking the title. So, well, first of all, with that spot, though, with Drew, I've got to say, because I know you, it's one of those things where, because it's, it's done a lot through the, from that middle part of that cell, but I don't think you can still take anything away from it because it's still actually, like, the camera angle doesn't do it justice. Like, it's still above ring level. So if someone was to go over the top rope and out to the floor, it'd, you know, that's a big bump. And so for Drew to take it, that was, you know, pretty... Pretty fucking sick, to be fair. But you know what I don't like about the, the cells these days, though, is that they've deliberately put the holes in the in the in the in the cell. Oh, they've been like that for a long time. Yeah, they have been. Like- oh no, yeah, yeah. I know, but that's one thing that I just don't like. The worst thing about like, the cell is that it's red now. That's the worst part of it. I don't like, like the red cell. I get that it's more for safety, 
but it just looks fucking stupid. Like you know that they've deliberately been put there. Well, it's, so someone can climb it, but like, it just looks ridiculous. In a kayfabe reason, it's for the cameraman to put the camera, but not for the, <laughs> but not for the top, not for the very top of the cell. That's what I mean. There's like holes at the fucking top, though. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't like the the fact that the cell's red, you know, because it is a bit jarring, like it's a bit much on your eyes, but yeah, um, I think it, I, I get think why, it's something different though. Like I get why they did it because of hell, but yeah, yeah, it's just a bit too much, really. But look, I think um, Orton taking the title at this stage I just think makes sense like Drew Why? Drew's had a good run already he's got he has to drop it eventually but who else does he drop it to you know Orton like Ash was saying he's had probably his best year this year that he's had for you know quite a while I don't I just I don't know I don't really look at it as Orton needing the title I think WWE just needs a champion that other people can chase for now because if Drew smashes his way through the heel roster now, he's got no one left. And, and obviously their plans are probably changing on the fly at the minute anyway. Orton's just a safe bet. Like, he's been champion before as a heel. You know, 14 he can, time now. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, especially during this, this stage, um, I, I've got no doubt in my mind Drew's going to get it back. But it always works better when the face is chasing the heel for the title anyway. And at the minute, I just I, I feel that the problem is is that it will get stagnant with Drew being champion for much longer, just because there's no one else for him to go up against really. And well, I say no one else, but it, it's just or you're better off having Orton, someone like an Orton in that position. I feel that Drew can now keep chasing him, um, or even you know maybe the Fiend goes up against Orton now. Now Fiend's going over to Raw and stuff like you've got a lot of different options now that you can do, but. I don't think it will hurt Drew's main event level um, status or anything yeah, like that. They could have done that. They could have still done that without having a, having a title involved. They could have still done Orton and the Fiend. They didn't have to have a title involved. No, but then you, but then with Drew as your champion, then he just gets stale because you know who else does? But because then who does Drew go against? Heel wise, I mean, I've got nothing against Orton. You know, he's he's a he's one of the greatest, but he is a fucking boring champion though. It's just boring. Uh, he can be. He's more interesting can't. as he's more interesting as a heel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's had yeah, a, he's had a good year so far. It made sense from a story aspect because he's the first person to beat uh, Drew McIntyre in basically a year. So because he he beat he pinned him on Raw, so he was the first one to pin him for nearly a year. Yeah. Um, did you find it? Did you also find it weird that now Miz is money in the bank? Both champions are heels, and they heels money in the bank. Well, I was going to say, uh, so earlier, what the so this is now the callback to earlier, that I like the fact that this is now 10 years on exactly. Miz won Money in the Bank in 2010 and cashed in on Orton, who was WWE champion at the time. And so now Orton's WWE champion again, Miz is Money in the Bank again. Is he going to cash in on Orton 10 years later and get a repeat? Because maybe that's what, maybe that, you know, that could be the reason. Maybe you put the title on Orton because Miz is going to cash in on Orton. Because well, Miz is on Raw now anyway. Yeah. And this isn't going to cash in on the on Roman. It's not going to play into that story. I can't see it happening. So ultimately, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll have to put the question back to you both. Would you rather have had? Would you rather have Miz cash in on Drew and beat Drew for the title, or would you rather have him cash in on Orton? Drew. It feels better. It feels better when. It, yeah. <laughs> it always feels better when a face or, the, or, or when a heel uh, beats a face, or when a face beats a heel. But how would that be any different then? So, with Orton beating Drew, it's better for Miz to beat Drew. 
Well, I think people would have cheered Miz over Drew anyway. Well, yeah, but why? Because that's what I'm saying. If it's because Drew's become stagnant as a champion, that, is that not the right thing to do? Because I, I feel like if there was an audience, they would have cheered Orton and booed Drew. Yeah, I feel like that's that's being uh, going to become the case. And I don't know why. And that's not Drew's. It's not Drew's fault. That angle's nowhere near. The, uh, like I mean, look, that's your top angle of Raw, and it doesn't even come close to what's going on on SmackDown. Not even close. Doesn't even doesn't even touch. Do you think they should have? I know obviously why they did it main event because of the the bump for the table. But yeah. Do you think that should have opened and then they have Roman end? Because it felt like when they when Roman went to Elfin Seeker, that felt like a an preview moment. But yeah, yeah. No, well, I, yeah. That was the opener match. It was a great opener, but it was a far more superior match than this one was. I, I get it, because I, I, obviously there's gonna, there's so many people out there that's going to share that same sentiment. You know, why did Drew have to lose to someone like Orton? Orton doesn't need it. But I think that's just for the differences, and, that, and that's what can be interesting about this stuff, is where you can look at things from different angles. But, I mean, I just kind of see it like that. I guess, in a way, it sort of works, as you said, but I don't know. I mean... I didn't really think about it the way that you that way that you've put it. I mean, oh, if that's another way to look at it. Fair enough. I mean, it's like, as you as you said, you know, it's a, it's a safe bet. You know, you, it's Orton is a safe bet, and that's fair enough. But I just don't think Drew had 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 a long enough run. Really, I don't think he's had enough. Like you say, if he gets it back, you know, good. But, I think he I will. Know, I just I just think he. I just think he dropped it prematurely, to be honest. A little bit, a little bit too soon. What would you say that you're probably most mad at with the decision? Then is it? Are you more mad that Drew lost it, or would you say that you're more mad that Orton won it? I don't mind Orton. I don't mind Orton winning it at all. It's. Just, I think the thing that annoys me the most is the fact that he dropped it too soon. I think he dropped it. I, I don't mean, think he could you're alone. It. I don't think lost, you're alone in that opinion at all. I he, honestly he could don't. have lost it to anyone, and and I'd still feel the same. Like I like Orton. Yeah, I do like Orton. He's a good old boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I think he just lost it. I think he just lost it too soon. That that that's my that's my my real gripe is that I think he just he should not have dropped it. No, you're you're definitely not alone with it. And I don't know. I imagine there'll be people out there that agree with mine. But you know, he's certainly not alone with it. But I want to see. To clarify, I want to see Drew with it back. You know, hopefully in front of a crowd, whatever that may be. Rumble. Well, maybe. Possibly. At this rate, I can't see WWE getting a crowd back yet with this investigation and then more COVID cases. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, one thing I should mention is that Orton has tied Triple H with 14 uh, World Title Reigns. So that's another thing that Evolution's done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, overall, what would you uh, rate this show in general? We'll start with, we'll start with uh, Russell. Um, overall... Go and buy my trophy system. It's a very good system. Um, just trying to get it over. Um, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> it's it's weird because I got you know two platinums, which otherwise would have been five star for your rating system, but then the rest was very sort of in the middle. As a show overall, a silver. I t- but it's difficult. I mean, you got two what I would say are five star matches on there, or you know platinum mm. matches. I don't know. But the show overall, it's got to be. There's only two really big standout matches for me and then the rest again are just take them or leave them. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, as an overall, the show, I'd have to give it two uh, 
because again, I think there was only there was only two really good matches, which was um, Roman and Jay and um, and Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Like the autumn match was okay, but there was it's only really two good matches, so it's got to be a two point five. If it wasn't for the Roman match, I'd probably give it a one. I, I feel this the show was paced out a lot better than Clash of Champions was. But yeah. Clash of Champions had a good match. I think it was a good thing having Roman open as well. It, it took me off guard, but it, it was good. It's different. And that was definitely a way to open the show up, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. But I almost kind of feel like that was a bit too much emotion to open the show. Yeah, it felt like a main event, not an opener. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I can see what you mean, yeah. It did. Like there was so but much. But then again, in WWE there. do bloody have uh, main events at, at the first match sometimes, don't they? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, look, I'm not complaining. The first match is just as important as the main event, really. But you know, it sets the pace, doesn't it? So it, you know, it was great. It was paced. The show was paced better than Clash of Champions, and I think overall it was uh, the, the best matches on the card were better than um, Clash of Champions best matches, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, the mixture of the Elias thing, the Elias-Jeff Hardy match, and then the Lashley and Slapjack. Yeah, um, it, was up and, it, was, it was up and down for sure. It was super up and down, yeah. And then Miz and Otis, you know, in the middle, it was, it was fine. It was all right. Mm. It was good, you know. Well, if it weren't for the Hell in a Cell itself, because usually Hell in a Cell matches are really good, and it got proved that the best matches of the night were Hell in a Cell. I personally would say a three and a half out of five because, like we say, the good stuff was good, the bad stuff wasn't that special. If it yeah. weren't for if it weren't for the Bailey, Sasha, and Roman J, it'd probably been lower. And like I said, I didn't think the I thought the main event was weak. I don't think did I give the rating? Yeah, you just said three point five out of five. Yeah. No, I mean for the for, for that match. No, no, I don't think so. I didn't give the Orton match a rating either. No, I don't, I don't think any of well, us did. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, obviously we can edit this. So oh, we're not going to. We're <laughs> going to keep it. <laughs> so the main event then, what but, rating do we give it? <laughs> silver. Two and a quarter. <laughs> two and a quarter. No, I'd I'd give it I'd give it two and a half stars. Yeah, because like it's just average, really. You know, it's silver and, and the bump as well. You know, I'm never. He he doesn't. He didn't need to do it. No one ever needs to do that, and he did. So. Oh yeah, and, you got to give him credit for that. And plus, the only uh, bit a little bit of blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Bit of color. Lit- bit of color. Yeah. Much much the cell and everything else. Um. Yeah, look, it was a good show. Like, let's, you know, it wasn't a bad show, was it? Like, even with the other stuff, those two matches really did make it. But it wasn't a bad show. No. But better than last year. Well, yeah, because we had hell of so matches that finished. Yeah. And then it's, it's, well, we'll get to our Bound for Glory review soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think this would be like the first real thing we've done with uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling or whatever you want to call it. It's called Impact Wrestling. Get it right. <laughs> it's still TNA to me, goddammit. It's TNA to me, dammit. <laughs> well, especially uh, your favourites in one of the matches. Moose! Moose! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 well, yeah. not, not that. <laughs> I, I thought you was genuinely talking about a favourite there. Like, that's oh, yeah, I, we were. That, yeah. No, no. no. Moose! That, that's, Moose! That's why, I, 
that's why I'm watching it, but yeah, not for that fucker. <laughs> God damn, I love moose. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed... Where, where can you find us? Well, first of all, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, leave a comment on what you thought was your bachelor, right? <laughs> you, you, you absolute tucker. Oh, that was great. God, that yeah. was fucking great. I've got my gold. Couldn't have been Russell, any better than that. <laughs> the way Russell's going, we are going to be two and a half hours. We'll wrap yeah, it up then. Us, well, fucking calm down, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking pictures. <laughs> to messing with people. Right. That so was yeah. like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's before we even started. Well, no, right. actually, but still. Right, yeah. two, two minutes ago. Wrap it up, then. <laughs> right, so, first of all, leave a comment on what you thought was your favourite match of the night or moments you liked the most. You can find... Well, where can they find us on, Jay? Don't know, mate. You'll have to let us know. Where can, where can they find us? Never trust a Tucker. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram. Uh, wherever you look, we're there. Maybe behind you on the sofa. Wrap it up, then. Well, what else is there left to say? <laughs> you got to say thank you to everybody. They're ch- spending all of their quality time listening to us bloody ramble on and roast you yeah. at the end of it. That's well, right. You call me a dickhead and that's the end of it, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> Truth hurts. <laughs> no, we, we do. We, we really, 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 really do appreciate everybody listening. And, um, you know, we've got people listening now in the United States. So to you guys, thank you so much. Um, to people listening in Canada, thank you so much. Um, we've also got people listening from Russia, from Egypt, from Puerto Rico, and of course, right here in the UK. So thank you all so much. You know, you are taking time out of your day to listen to us, mm. which we really do appreciate. And we hope that you're enjoying this episode. We hope you're enjoying us in general. Um, we do kind of go off on tangent a bit, but we're, we're all just, we're three mates at the end of the day. And we just, well, we're pretending you know, we love to, we're, we, yeah, we love to just have a laugh. We're, we're having, we're having a good time. So we hope you're having a good time with us, guys. You're all top birds and top geezers, so that's all I've got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so we've been the three men. Um, I'm Jay. I always have been and probably still will be. I'm always Ashley. And I'm Russ. We'll see you at the Bound for Glory. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, thank, so thanks for listening and we'll see you in the, in the, in the Bound for Glory review then. <laughs> you just got mugged right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see it at the Battle of Glory, all. Boy! Boy! You bloody mug! Right. Three men, three men! One ball, one ball! I did it! <laughs>